Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, where those links are posted each morning. Also, TikTok as well. Uh, Got to thank our sponsors because they truly do make it happen for us, and they help out you guys. Wilson County Hyundai, uh, check them out and make them a part of your new car buying process. It is a tough time to buy a new vehicle right now. So go somewhere you can trust in Lebanon or simply at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. And Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means better rates, better service, better service and better coverage. Uh, learn more about a health plan for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. So my goodness, Zach, we're going to talk about the Stephon Diggs deal that he just got uh, this morning uh, and how that impacts A.J. Brown. But the good news for Titans fans uh, that came out yesterday morning as we were wrapping up our trivia segment is that Diana Rossini reported nationally that the Titans have zero interest in trading A.J. Brown so the Jets can monitor the situation all they want, but it's not going to happen. A.J. Brown will not be traded, which is something that we've talked about for two weeks. Sure, we've had fun diving into trade compensation conversation, but a good thing uh, off a of diner's report yesterday. Yeah, uh, and, and she stated that right there. John Robinson making it clear at the owner's meeting they're currently working towards keeping Brown for a Titan for a long term. I mean, everybody looks into what John Robinson actually says. Look, he said Ryan Tannehill is going to be the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans in 2022. So far, that has been true. And Diana Rossini confirms that that has not changed about A.J. Brown. You know, it was ridiculous, and we talked about it at length on Monday and even last week of just how desperate the Jets were. It was more a Jets story than an A.J. Brown story or a Titan story. Yeah. And I think uh, regular, normal, educated NFL fans could see through that Jet BS reported by Jet Boy 25 or Jet Boy It was by Rich Samini, who is the ESPN.com beat reporter for the Jets. So it's not... A Jets fanboy YouTuber. Well, I'll, I'll, then I'll call out Rich Samini and fine. I'll start calling want... him Jet Boy because that it was complete. It was asinine. That's exactly what that report was. You, everybody else in the chat, knew it. We knew that it was it's complete BS. It was desperation after they struck out at the high school dance for Tyree Kill in Miami, and he just wanted to go get clicks for ESPN because nobody gave a damn about the Jets, and everybody was crapping on the Jets for swinging and missing on Tyree Kill. So what did he do? He this was lame ass media. Now you got me heated up. Now you got me fired. Fired up. I'm, my blood's boiling right now. This is complete and utter trash by the Jets Jet Boy reporter sitting there. He threw out the three biggest names and called cap space the reason. Give me an effing break. You're talking about cap space. The cap's just going to go higher than a jet can actually fly. It's ridiculous. So I will start calling Rich Samini Jet Boy from here on out because everybody and their mother knew that that was a trash-ass report we talked about it. We called it out. And Diana, who's respectable at her job because we know that she has insights and we know that she's connected within the Titans. She's reported on numerous things that have gotten right. I don't know when the last time we talked about Rich Samedi and how good of a reporter he was. He, he didn't start out 2022 real well. So yeah. that's what I'll sa say about Jet Boy Samini. And we knew it. We called it. Everybody in the chat knew it. Don't take the bait. It's it's desperate Jets fans. The Jets are trash. They've been trash for 20 years since the Sanchez took them and fell short of the Super Bowl appearance. So that's my piece on that. We knew it. We called it out. And now it's confirmed. Okay. So that's that's put to bed. And I don't think um I don't think that we've ever had a situation where we've needed to talk about Rich Samini. But yes, but again, him reporting that the Jets are keeping an eye on Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, and A.J. Brown is probably true because they should be 
keeping an eye on really good players entering contract years, but where Rich Samini stretched it beyond realistic belief is when he continued to say, AJ Brown is the name to watch here because the Titans have a tight cap situation. So it's like a guy working at the register at Burger King, keeping an eye on the Bentley dealership. Give me a break. It's the crap ass report. It doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. Of course, you're keeping an eye on those guys. Everybody's keeping an eye on everybody. They're keeping an eye on Russell Wilson. All 32 teams are keeping an eye on Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers last year. That's why it was uh, the ESPN should fire his ass for how stupid that report is. All right. So we've got that out of the way, right? So now we can talk about what happened this morning with the Buffalo Bills and Stephon Diggs, Zach, because Adam Schefter reported this. Uh, really at 6.22 Central Time this morning. Another mega deal. The Bills reach an agreement with wide receiver Stephon Diggs on a four-year, $104 million extension that includes $70 million guaranteed. Sources tell ESPN this deal ties Diggs to Buffalo for six more years at a total of $124 million with the intent from both sides to have Diggs retire a Buffalo Bill. So, Stephon Diggs going into 2022 has two years left on his deal. AJ Brown just has the one, but a four year extension for an average annual value of $26 million per year uh, and 70 million guaranteed, which is a lot of that's almost that's just under 70% uh, of that contract extension guaranteed. Uh, for Stefan Diggs there. I mean, that's a massive deal that just is going to continue to make the price tag go up on AJ, Debo, and DK. Now, this is a true blue report. This is actually going to happen. And Stefan Diggs has earned this, right? He earned this with the Minneapolis miracle in Minnesota, then gets traded to the Bills. And he has been, I, I mean, top 10 wide receiver in Buffalo. Now, granted, he went from... uh Case Keenum to Josh Allen, which is a major upgrade, but he's earned that. Uh, I, how old is Stefan Diggs? Uh, he, I got it pulled up. Hold on. He, Stefan Diggs is currently, uh, well, I don't 29? have it pulled up. He's, he's uh, 29. Yes. Yeah. So that, I, I, that makes a lot of sense, right? Those are, that's the prime of one's career is 29 years old for, for the wide receiver position. Uh, I think he's earned this contract and the bills are going to have to go all in over the next two years because of, as we've talked about, and we will continue to talk about the landscape changing in the AFC. So well-deserved from Stefan Diggs. I'd be curious to see if his numbers stay the same, if they go up or increase and what the bills are going to do uh, offensively. But that's a big, big number for Diggs. Uh, coming in now, all of a sudden, being a top five paid wide receiver. Yeah, so Titans Kyle and G-Man say he's 28. Well, he's going to be 29 this season. In the NFL, we don't care how old you are right now. We care how old you are in the season. So his 29-year-old season, just like but A.J. Brown. But he is Brown, 28. That is fair from the chest. Yes, but you again, like we, all, we always... You are like, incorrect. No, incorrect. hold on. But I'm, I'm just kind of explaining how math, how ages work in the NFL. I don't care how old you are from March to July. <laughs> like it's all about how old are you through August through the season, right? And so AJ Brown, yes, is 24 right now. AJ Brown's birthday is June 30th. So he will be 25 years old this season. So that's kind of how uh, the ages work when it comes to the NFL. So yeah, he turns 29 in the season. So he will be like 34 years old by the time this contract expires, which might you know have him retire as a Buffalo Bill. So now, Zach, we've had a lot of movement with the wide receiver market this offseason. I'm going to throw up the top five highest paid wide receivers in the NFL. We'll talk about how what this means for A.J. Brown because the top two highest paid guys are with new teams this year. You got Tyreek Hill mocked out to the Dolphins right there in that number 10 uh, teal jersey making $30 million average per year. Devontae Adams in his silver and black Raiders gear making an average of $28 million a year. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins with the Arizona Cardinals. He's a couple years into his new team with the, uh, with the Cardinals at $27 million per year. Stephon Diggs, his extension puts him at $26 million. And then randomly, DJ Moore, 
thrown to by nobody in Carolina, making $20 million <laughs> plus a year uh, with the Carolina Panthers there as a top five highest paid wide receiver. So that's kind of crazy for DJ Moore. So that's the top five highest paid guys. AJ Brown, about to be 25 years old, going to make a lot of money going into his last year of his, uh, his rookie contract. So what does this mean for AJ Brown? Well, it's earned because AJ Brown and DK Metcalf, let's just take those two, for example, because they're from uh, the dominant university of Ole Miss. <laughs> uh, but I think for those two guys being second round picks, you get paid one year earlier, right? That's the benefit. So they're even younger for yeah. their contract, which is unique. So whether their age, we just talked about like the age uh, stat of what really counts in the NFL. What really counts is let's say, look, my, my birthday's June, right? I was, I was the young guy, the young gun of the class. Mm -hmm. Some got their car first at 16 and we were like, wow, where'd you get that jacked up Tahoe? That's sweet. Can I get a ride? Now they're getting paid even younger. And as you just put up on the graphic, yeah. the money is rising. Now here's the difference. DJ Moore is the youngest out of this crew. Everybody right. else is hovering around 30, but DK Metcalf and AJ Brown and Debo Samuel, those three guys and Terry McLaurin, we'll throw him in there, even though nobody knows who the commanders are is these guys are going to get massive deals. I don't, they're not going to get 30 million, $28 million deals in my opinion. Right. But right. because they're going to have a second contract, right? They're well, uh, let's, really let's a third look, contract. A let's second look big at these. Contract. Let's look at these guys. How many of these guys were first round picks? Tyreek Hill was fifth rounder because of his situations that were very serious in college. Devontae Adams was a second rounder. DeAndre Hopkins was a first rounder. I believe DJ Moore was a late first rounder. And Stephon Diggs, I honestly cannot remember if he was a first rounder or a second rounder. Uh, because he was with the Vikings, and I, I think he was not a first-round pick uh, for the Vikings, but I can't recall. Uh, but still, fifth like so, pick one forty-six. Stephon Diggs was what? Fifth-round pick. That's crazy. That, that's one forty-six. Yeah, so you've got guys hitting the market early. So I, I bring that up to say and, and to read this comment because uh, somebody on the Facebook or chat, I think it was uh, Nate, saying I'd choose Big Jeff first for contract extension. Well, that's not how it works, Nate, because Jeffrey Simmons is a first round pick. So the Titans have the, the ability to pay him a fifth year option before that deal. So if you have a draft where you hit on your first round pick and then you hit big on a non first round pick, you have the ability to not have to pay those guys big time deals at the same time. So you pay and extend AJ Brown first, and then you ride big Jeff's, uh, fifth year option and have that extension come in for him a year after that to spread things out a little bit, which affords you to be able to give AJ Brown really what he is worth. And so let's talk about what AJ Brown uh, is going to be worth. And Orlando just says, AJ isn't answering the phone for less than 18 million. So Zach, we're going to get the comments from everybody watching in our opinions. How much money is AJ Brown worth per year for the Titans? And then I've got the updated SPO number for you to salivate over. Oh, see, SPO don't know. Let's see, see what, what SPO does yeah, or we'll does see. not know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, we'll, look, I, we got to get a, get a t-shirt company in A to Z sports. I want SPO don't know. And then everybody walking the streets will know what SPO don't know. Exactly. So we will give out the SPO projection that was updated this morning. And then also our own opinions and your opinions on how much money AJ Brown is worth per year for the Titans. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. I did another dog talk segment yesterday with foot and ankle specialist, Dr. Jeff Watson, about Derrick Henry and his recovery. There was some good news, good information when it comes to Derrick Henry and his uh, continued recovery from that foot surgery uh, back about five, six months ago in November. So, uh, you know, I suggest you go watch that uh, segment, 12 minutes with Dr. Jeff Watson talking about Derrick Henry and a couple observations he had from the playoff game. But whenever you get hurt in life, know who to trust 
know where to go to get back to health. And the Bone and Joint Institute can do that. They've got, like Dr. Watson, a specialist in any type of joint injury you could possibly have, simply by heading to boneandjointtn.org. A to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM, our title sponsor of our morning show. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports. They are the king of the sports book world. And BetMGM's got a risk free bet up to $1,000 for new users. $1,000. So you put in $1,000, let's say you bet on an NBA game, you're a new user, you use the promo code ATOZ Sports, no spaces, all one word. And then all of a sudden you bet on NBA game. Doesn't really matter. Major League Baseball is right around the corner, and you hit, bang, you win. You miss, and look, in the betting world, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. If you lose, it's risk-free for new users, so you get that $1,000 back. It's a really good deal. Download the app today. That's BetMGM. All right, so if we throw up the top five highest-paid wide receivers in the NFL right now with Stephon Diggs joining that team, Tyreek Hill at 30 million average per year. Devontae Adams at 28. Uh, Hopkins at 27. Diggs now at 26. And DJ Moore at just north of $20 million per year. How much money is AJ Brown on average per year worth for the Tennessee Titans? Zach, uh, we're talking about per year. So Orlando throws out 60 mil guaranteed. It's hard for us to do that based off of years and total number. But how much average per year is is A.J. Brown worth? What is the chat saying uh, right now about this? Steven says $23 million. Chris just goes 20 plus. Steven says uh, he's not going to take less than $22 million. So that's kind of his bar. Marquis says 25. Uh, let's see, 25.5 is fair. Uh, Gator hater. <laughs> Gator hater. Uh, the Knowles guy, big Knowles guy, says $25 million there on YouTube. Tighten up says uh, nine to 12 million. I think he's off. Let's see. AJ's getting 20 mil easy. My number starts at 22. If I'm AJ from Ken, S what time does Spo know from Orlando? Or uh, uh, Eric says 21 million. Paul D says 24. Give him 20 million before his stock rises from Derek West. MH too says late. 25 million. <laughs> it's too late for that, Derek. Yeah, stock's already gone up. It's just like uh, mortgage interest rates. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan says 20 million. Sean says 22, 24 million. Kenneth says 20 million. Lee says 23 million. Ethan says 20. Terrence goes 20 plus. 22 from Ronnie. 15 as a base, over 20 million in incentives from Max. 24 from Nicholas. Scar says 25. Orlando says 20.275 million per year. I would year. love to see Max and his uh, incentive structure for 15 million dollars of incentives i would love to see max uh his plan all written out uh eugene the gyrene drummer boy says 24 uh 22 from wilson gary 25 so austin where are you at what's well, your number so i, I because i know the spo number I want to ask, I want you to give your well, number. Well, Spo don't know, so, <laughs> so, so he, I don't give a damn if you know the Spo number. What's your number? The Spo number, Zach, what Zach, is Spo's traditionally incorrect. Zach, come on, dude. That, my The whole point of this exercise is I want to see what you think before I share the Spo number with you. I want to get your authentic reaction when it comes to your opinion on how much A.J. Brown is worth per year for the Titans before I tell you the SPO number. Does that make sense? So, Zach, in your opinion, what average per year is A.J. Brown worth for the Titans? So, if you look at the numbers, he's not worth 30, and he's probably not worth 28 because those are experienced veterans. Those are their big contracts, and Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins got paid. He was experienced 27. Stefan Diggs gets 26. So we're between 26 and 20, in my opinion. DJ Moore was already signed. So I'm just doing logic. This is logic. Yeah. My range is 26 to 20. I think, you know, Diggs is, as we said, 28, 29 years old. AJ Brown, I do not think will get 26 million. So I think I'm in the range of probably, and here is the difficult part. I do think, Austin, a big deal is when 
DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel. More Debo Samuel than DK Metcalf get signed for their contract because Debo will get more money because he does more things. His agent will put that into the contract. So I think AJ Brown more than DJ Moore. I think probably the ideal number would be worth probably 23. I'll split the difference between 20 and 26. 23 million. I think that probably is a safe bet. And also depends on when he signed. If he that if the Titans let AJ Brown play out his contract this year, then it changes, right? If he has a you know, 1500 yard year, 1600, 2000 receiving year, then that number changes if they sign him in 2023. But I'll split the difference based on 26 and 20, and I'll go 23 million. That makes a lot of sense to me. Okay. Do you think AJ would sign that? Uh, that's not the question. <laughs> I, that's what I'm, it's a follow up question. That's what that's called. Follow up no. question. I, I think, you I do think not- AJ thinks he's worth more. I think AJ's probably believes. I think AJ probably believes he's worth 26. Okay. All right. So I'm about to uh, tell you the new Spotrack number. So you said 23 million a year, Zach. Spotrack, its new projection this this morning is for AJ Brown to make 22.75 per year with an extension that adds up to be four years for $91 million for uh, AJ Brown updated market uh, valuations for the wide receivers. That's from this morning that I saw that. So, you know, Spo might be on the same page as you are, Zach. If you say 23 and Spo says 22.75, that's pretty damn close. He's, he's a little low. He's not exact. He's not right. But And I, and you asked me as the follow-up, do you, I think A.J. will sign that? I don't think that he will. I think A.J. Brown believes in himself, and I think he believes that he's worth about 26 or 25. If you're not – because, look, A.J. Brown probably – Stefan Diggs has been doing this for a longer period of time. He's earned that contract. Not saying A.J. Brown hasn't, but A.J. Brown is betting on his youth through his contract, not yep. his stability. And, and, He's been and hurt. That was, yeah, and that was my... All right, so there are multiple layers to A.J. Brown, and I want to go through these here in a second because the injuries play a factor. The Titans' offensive philosophy plays a factor because the volume isn't necessarily there from A.J. and his youth, right? So I want to go through all these other layers, and I'll give you my uh, uh, prediction on average. Bobby... Angle. Classic Spo undervaluing AJ Brown. Yeah, by a quarter million a year, by a, a hey, total of what? By a total would you of like one quarter million, million dollars. By Spo was off from you by a total of one million dollars over a four-year extension. So I think I think Zach and Spo might be more aligned than than maybe Zach wants to admit. But all right, so I'm going to go through these other layers too before I give my numbers, Zach. But first, tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yes, uh, talk about value. You can get a ton of value with better coverage, better rates, better service with a brand new health plan. I got my brand new health plan at the beginning of 2022, and I'm sure glad that I did. FBHP.com slash A to Z. I saved 20%, actually over 20%, over 20% every single month when I pay for my health plan. I do have better coverage. I got these contacts. Now I get an allowance. I never got an allowance last time. These pearly lights, you see these? Oh, yeah. I get cleanings now. I didn't, My last health plan didn't give me cleanings. That is the – I mean, it's it's great. I, I am so glad that I switched. Maybe it's time for you to take a look at your health plan. Well, you can do that by going to fbhp.com slash A to Z. Take a quick health assessment. They'll give you a quote, and then you can decide. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app and use our code ATOZ Sports when you do. That's ATOZ Sports when you download the BetMGM app. All you got to do, you put in your first deposit, and your first bet is risk free up to $1,000. It's a great way to jump in uh, to the sports betting world with BetMGM. They take care of you and give you boosts and bonus and all types of stuff, especially when playoffs are around the corner in a couple major sports. So visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions, 21 or older, Tennessee only. Uh, new customer offer, all promotions subject to qualification, eligibility requirements, rewards issued with non eligible free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. And for problem game support, call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-889. 
97-89. Talking about the A.J. Brown uh, contract projection because Stephon Diggs just got four years for 104 extension from the Buffalo Bills, an average of $26 million a year. So multiple layers for A.J. Brown because I, I think 23-22, I, I think that's about right for what the Titans should for what he's worth to the Tennessee Titans. Now, they have to throw him the ball a lot more often after they sign him to this extension. He can't have years where he barely cracks 100 targets. So the layers are AJ's health, the Titans' philosophy, and the quarterback issues on top of his youth. Because you're paying, you want to pay AJ Brown for his prime years in his mid to late 20s. So 26, 27, 28, and 29-year-old seasons is what you're paying A.J. Brown for with this extension, 26 through 29. So he is going to be in the prime of his career during those four years. He needs to be compensated for that off of his limited production with a limited offense in the passing game over the last three seasons. But his injuries are a big factor. There are people out there who are saying A.J. Brown has significant long-term effects from knee injuries. He's young. He's too young to have this bad of knees as being as is being circulated. Who, who, who said that? There are, there are people uh, with... I'm about to say who, if you let me finish my sentence, Zach. Uh, there are people on 104.5 in the zone. Brent Doherty and Jason Martin and Ramon Foster having a conversation about it this morning about the fact that his long-term ability, his career might not be into his deep into his thirties. Like Stefan Diggs just signed. The radio says, hosts are uh, know what his knees are. Zach, you have sources, right? You talk to people inside the Titans building. You didn't say that it was source. You just said it was, uh, it was guys having a conversation about it. Well, cause you know how the, you Zach, you know, people, Talk to people. You, inside well, the you should have like said you. this is on you, and, bro. And, you should have said they were talking about a source that was that said something about their knees. This is, I mean, you put your money where your mouth is because I never heard this. I don't know who okay. these people you've are. You've never heard that AJ Brown's knees are, are a long term concern. You've never heard no. that. Then what the hell? Open your ear. And, and I agree with G Man. Why are you taking this so personally? No, Why I'm asking you because you said something and I'd never heard it. Lane and says, don't be a homer, I'm Zach. To get, this is a solid I, point. AJ has injury issues. No, but I, I need to know who has checked out his knees that presume that he's going to have long-term. Is this is this a Todd Gurley thing? I didn't hear Because no, Todd Gurley. It, it, it's it's not. It's not. Then who as, are these people? Okay. Hold on, dude. Chill. Get your, get your, calm down. Uh, because I know your Ole Miss guy is being questioned here. So, uh, yeah. It, there I are just people. Know, I know. Austin. I, I have my sources. I co cover the team. I never heard this. All right. So Derickler says Teron Davenport, our guy TD at ESPN, interviewed a doctor last offseason who talked about this. There is conversation about AJ Brown's long term career. I'm not talking about his 20s or the next four years or whatever, but can AJ Brown play deep into it, play into his 30s? Or is he going to be somebody whose body starts to fail him in his 30s like Julio Jones, to be honest, because of these knee issues? The guy had double knee surgery at the age of 23. <laughs> and he's missed games because of this. We've watched A.J. Brown battle through the knee uh, struggles that he's had, and it's not anything about his toughness. It's just does his, does his body, is it going to be able to take all the wear and tear especially with increased volume that he needs to get. Well, how long of a contract do you think he'll sign? Typically the deals are four year extensions. That's, so that's what the doesn't NFL matter. Do you see what I'm saying? The reason why, and oh, the chat can sit there and say, Oh, Zach's taking it so personally. Blah, 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 all that BS. This, it doesn't matter. If you're talking about long-term when he's 30, uh, why this contract, what, what are this discussion? has nothing to do with no, what I, you're talking about. No, Absolutely zero of what no, you're doing. Are. If you're going to sign a four-year deal, he's not even going to be 30. Okay, so but it, it does mean something because he's already had procedures on both knees, right? 
in before he's 24 years old. And we've seen him miss games with injuries throughout his career. We've also seen him play through it, right? And play very well through it. So again, this is this is the business side of the NFL, Zach. You know this, that the Titans are going to try to use that against him. And if I was A.J. Brown, I'd say, look at your first round draft picks. You don't care about injuries. <laughs> That's You think surgery matters? You, when somebody goes under the knife, you like it more. That's what the Titans say. That, look, this is what the agent, if you want to be the team, I'll be the agent. And I say, if you really want to be that concerned, you draft guys with ACLs and bad backs all the damn time. So this should have well, they, zero they to do. Hey, okay. did those guys, did Caleb Farley have 140 plus yards in a playoff game? No, no. he didn't. So, But they're also, Zach, but hey, come on, smart guy. You, you're better than this because you also know that the Titans aren't paying Caleb Farley 20 plus million dollars a year. The rookie contract for Caleb Farley is pretty damn cheap. And so that's why you draft guys that have potential injury concerns on the cheap for a higher ceiling. Like it's completely different. It, and an ACL tear for Jeff Simmons, completely different than, than knees breaking down over time and paying somebody 20 plus million dollars a year. So knees the injuries are a concern. Hold on. Let me, let me just say this so you don't freak out. But AJ Brown's going to get a deal. The injuries are not going to stop the Titans from extending A.J. Brown to a mega contract uh, at some point this summer, like I predicted in late July. The deal's so going to happen. Point. No, it's not a moot point. It's because we're talking about the average uh, per year number for A.J. So that's the point we're trying to get. I think it could lower that. And I also think the injury concerns probably cost A.J. Brown some guaranteed money, right? Like I don't think A.J. Brown's going to get 70% of his extension guaranteed just like Stefan Diggs did because his knee injuries or he's got a lot more injuries than Stefan Diggs. And that's the truth. And so Stefan Diggs is a guy who's been healthy his career. He can get 70% of that fully guaranteed. AJ's not going to get that because well, we're not of talking about guaranteed back. money. We're talking about contract, right? I'm, we're talking I'm about adding average. this as a layer to the conversation because it is a layer to the conversation when you're talking about uh, paying AJ Brown north of $20 million per year, like we're having the discussion. The, the best other thing that could happen is that DK Metcalf or Debo Samuel get signed before AJ Brown. That's what he knew wants to happen. That's what AJ then, wants to happen. Yes. And yes. so all the injuries don't matter. Okay. I disagree. It's, it's I think they matter. It's his youth. His, his selling point is that he's 25 years old. Like that, that is why you sign him and he's earned it over the four years because they didn't pick him in the first round. The Titans have to eat some of that because they did not value AJ Brown at his actual draft value. Now that we know, we know Corey Davis ain't worth the five overall pick. We know AJ Brown is probably a first round receiver that was drafted in the second round. And we just talk about this with the second deal right? Stefan Diggs being in the fifth round, he's proved his worth. A.J. Brown has proved his value. Plus, Austin, let's look around this offense. Derrick Henry, how many years does he have left to go in his contract? Two. Two. He got two. Besides him, who do you have on this offense? Nobody. Robert Woods. Yeah. Robert Woods, you don't know what he's going to be. Yeah, but you've right? got him under contract for, I believe, four years. You know that A.J. Brown, and we've said this, that the Titans need to phase out their run-first philosophy yeah. into a high-octane offensive philosophy, and we just don't know how they're going to do that with Derrick well, Henry and Ryan Tannehill. Well, and so that comes to the next layer because, you know, and Keelan says A.J. Brown's knees are a small deal. It is a deal. It's not a no deal. It is a small, it's not a big deal either. It's not going to stop the contract from happening. It just will in, influx and uh, have an input on the nuance of the deal. The second layer, Zach, is the offense. A.J. Brown has played 12 games for the Titans where he's had 50 or less yards receiving in that game. That's got to change. And is that A.J. Brown's fault? Not really. He had some drop issues over the last year, uh, but he seemed like he got those figured out and showed up big late in the season on Thursday night and then also uh, in the playoff game against the Bengals. They're not losing games because of A.J., but him having bad games like that, the floor 
for AJ Brown has to be a lot higher when it comes to per game uh, production. And that's about Todd Downing and Mike Vrabel and, and everybody in the offensive philosophy changing towards more volume to AJ Brown. Because again, the reason why the, the, if you look at these guys, Cooper cup, McLaurin, DK, AJ Debo and Deontay Johnson, if you leave out Deontay Johnson, but the offenses on all of those teams are run through those dudes. Now, DK Metcalf's different because Russell Wilson's now gone. But Cooper Cup, that's where the Rams want to go first. Terry McLaurin, Washington ain't got anything else. Debo Samuel, they give him the ball any way they freaking can. And A.J. Brown is second fiddle and has been to Derrick Henry. And so you've got to change that. If you're going to pay A.J. Brown the same type of contract that those guys on this uh, screen are also getting, he's got to be able to be productive like those other guys and be top fiddle, be number one fiddle for that contract. And the difficult part, as we've stated, is Mike Vrabel as your head coach is defensive minded. You are going to have a coordinator carousel over the longevity of Mike Vrabel's career. Yep. And that has been my, all my forever concern about Mike Vrabel's tenure as a head coach, not the ability for him to have success as a head coach. I think he's a really, really, really good head coach. And he's proven that he's a coach of the year, but the fact that there's a rotating door of offensive coordinators, good or bad is a problem. They will consistently have to deal with. And like Eric says, have you guys forgotten about Tim Kelly? It's like Tim, (laughs) but he's that he's the passing game coordinator. He'll have an impact, but you also, you don't know who's calling and, the plays. Uh, Todd Downing and G man <laughs> says the Bills head coach is de- is defensive minded. Yeah, uh, Sean McDermott is, and they got lucky that Brian Dable stayed offensive coordinator for quite some time before he took a job, and then they uh, they upgraded uh, the quarterback coach Ken Dorsey to the offensive coordinator, not the tight ends coach again. So you you either hire a good OC who's going to get hired away as a head guy. Or you hire an OC who's not very good and you're going to have to fire him at some point and you're just going to keep on circling. Well, and that's the year of Tannehill and Downing this year. And both will, I think, if a bad year happens, both will be gone. Uh, that I, I think this is where the rubber meets the road. And you can't say Todd Downing did a great job after he did a poor job after the season. After your offensive output Granted the injuries, and we understand that, but Mike Rabel cannot come out and said Todd Downing did a great job, in which he did after the season, and double down on the stability of what this team is and try. And look, they're not trying to necessarily run it back because things have changed. They didn't go, I mean, they got rid of all their bum tight ends, essentially, except for Swain because he's a blocking tight end. They just paid him $3 million to be a bad blocking tight end. Julio Jones is gone, right? You've replaced him with Robert Woods. Hooper, I do like. And then Derrick Henry, what is he going to be in year three of this contract? Well, we go, don't talk go about listen. this pressure. Well, Let me say this. We don't talk about Derrick Henry's pressure enough. We got It's April 6th, so we got a long time to say this. But I believe that Ryan Tannehill has the most pressure on him in the Titans franchise, but Derrick Henry is second. That is my opinion. Derrick Henry has got to prove now that the emergence of Jonathan Taylor in his own division, because he got to kind of claim that torch of rushing leader last year because Derrick Henry wasn't healthy. 22 has got to come back bigger and better than ever and say, instead of having less than hundred yards in a playoff game, he's got to get back to that buck 20 buck 50 back. Well, then uh, I suggest you go watch the Doc Talk segment yesterday with the Bone and Joint Institute about how Derrick Henry should be feeling right now and what the injury means for the upcoming season. Because I think you'll be pleased uh, with what Dr. Watson cons- No, no, no. That pressure is not about the injury. That pressure is maintaining the dominance that he has. I, I think the foot will be fine. That was kind of a routine surgery. It was just inopportune time. Right, I mean, and that's just what it was. I I am talking about the pressure of the high clip I, and the high bar that he set. You know, well, 
injuries always like when you're rehabbing something, you're not getting better. You're trying to get back to where you were. Right. And so Derek Henry has been getting better in the off season where now he's had to fix something to get back to normal, then work to get better. So there is something to that. All right. A to Z sports here live um, on uh, this Wednesday show. I do have something that I, that I find interesting. That's one way the Titans new stadium could impact the actual team on the field. So Zach, uh, I don't know if we re- we really haven't talked much about this because it happened Friday, but Amy Adams Strunk and the Adams family uh, is is reportedly putting up seven hundred million dollars towards the new stadium next to Nissan Stadium. So what are your thoughts overall about the family ponying up that type of money? Well, they got it. We 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 I, I mentioned that you know oil prices and gas prices and success. They've hosted multiple playoff games. I don't know if fans really truly realize the money that you get from hosting playoff games, right? You don't have to pay your players like you do. Yeah, you players get like twenty five grand per playoff game, which is significantly. I mean, some for some guys it's a raise, but but it's significantly a pay cut for a playoff game because their contracts are paid out over the regular season. That's what the NFL structures the right. the competitive nature of NFL. And let's talk about the shared revenue and the money of playoff teams and playoff games, the advertising dollars that go into it, the TV and streaming rights. So the Titans have made the playoffs how many years in the last five years? Three. (laughs) Right? They missed, well. No, four. Four. Yeah, four Four. out of five. They only missed one year because of Mariota. Um that's a lot of money that they've been kind of backloading. Now, they haven't been just sitting on it. Now, only two that in. Play, only two home games, though. That's the big one. Yeah, but look, their 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 brand has increased, and they've been putting money back into their facility for the last several years, millions and millions and millions of dollars. So this does make sense because Nashville is at a tipping point. Nashville is and has been the hot city. But since COVID and everybody and their mother from New York and L.A., because the, the COVID rules are ridiculous, they're moving away from those states. Not No state income tax, right? Mm-hmm. So there's so many reasons to come to Nashville. This is a booming city, and it is about that time. It, uh, look at the landscape of all of the other. And we actually have a graphic because and look, it's a great time that we kept this graphic. You got Vegas. They built their stadium from uh, they really launched in 2020, 1.9 billion. 2017, Mercedes Benz, 1.5. Vikings, uh, 1.1. SoFi, 5.5 because it's LA and California. Yeah. It's just the Titans have been kind of left behind. Even Arrowhead, which has the most, like, uh, besides Lambeau Field, it has the one of the, some of the most history. Uh, of the NFL, they're talking about building a new stadium. The so Bills are when doing that it. Ralph Wilson's been around for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So they, Ralph yeah. Wilson, you're right. Yeah. So here's my thought on just how this might affect the team on the field, because the Raiders went through something kind of similar recently, where seven hundred million dollars by the ownership of the team is being put up for the new stadium. When teams sign Stefan Diggs, for example, to a $104 million contract with basically $70 million guaranteed, the Buffalo Bills have to take $70 million and put it over here because they have to be able to pay Stefan Diggs all of that. One, the signing bonus right now. The signing bonuses are paid within 21 days of the contract pen to paper. So the guaranteed money has to be stashed over here in a bank. And so they have to be able to pay Stefan Diggs that if they decide to cut him or whatever happens at any moment in time. So the Raiders were relocating from Oakland to Vegas. That relocation fee was around $500 million. And if you remember, the Raiders traded away Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack during this relocation time because those two guys 
were going to get crazy guaranteed money for a second contract, but the Raiders literally did not have the cash flow to be able to do that. So they got draft picks for those players because Mark Davis is not independently rich of his NFL franchise. The Adams are, but they're not the most rich or top 10 rich of NFL owners. So for $700 million over whatever this stadium build is, does that tie up any type of money for the Titans ownership to be able to hand out massive guaranteed contracts? Because the bills are just getting more expensive, right? Of these deals. And I'm not saying that there's not ways to get around this, but it's something to think about. And it kind of hit me this morning when I saw the digs guaranteed deal. I was like, damn, that's a lot of money. And I was thinking AJ is going to get a lot of guaranteed. Jeff Simmons is going to get a lot of guaranteed and you're going to keep having to pay guys. And so how does this all work? And in the report of the Adams family putting up 700 million, that is also them liquidating a lot of their assets. And so maybe that is their way of not affecting the football cash flow as much. But I, I really do think it's something to start to think about and to pay attention to because we don't know how this is going to be budgeted. We don't know how the Adams is going to do this, you know, specifically. But I do find it it's something that we should think about because it costs the Raiders two really good players. But it caught. But you you st- said it. The caveat through everything that you said was a relocation fee. The Titans will not have to relocate. Yeah, but they're but five hundred million is what that ownership had to allocate, and the ownership for the Titans allocating seven hundred million. So there's still like that money that the ownership is going to have to pay out of their pockets for a new stadium, right? So it's not apples and it's not apples to apples, but I think it's kind of similar. And so I don't I don't know. I, I just I just thought about this and I found this intriguing of. The Titans ownership is going to be spending so much money out of their pocket and $700 million is a lot and liquidating assets helps, but they need, and they will do this. They're smart, obviously. How will it affect football cash flow? That's my main point. I don't have an answer. There's not a question, just something I thought of this morning that I thought was worthy to kind of at least throw out there in the ether to say, let's chew on this for a second. Well, and the one thing that we don't know is how rich are they? Yeah. and Like, how much wealth do they actually have? And I think, and this is my opinion, I believe it's more than all of us truly realize. Because the NFL has been the most popular sport in America for some time. And Amy Adams Strunk has been the controlling owner. I mean, when did Bud Adams die? 2013, maybe? Let's see. Bud Adams' life, 2013, October 21st. So that's when he passed away. He said a decade to now get the trust and everything after the death organized. There was was about three or four years of really ugliness um, after that. But that happens. That happens whether you have a billion-dollar business or whether mom and dad just die without a will. I mean, like, that happens to everyday common folk, right? You go into probate, and then hell and all that other stuff happens, right? Bud Adams was – and. We can the writing had been on the wall. The organization of Bud Adams towards his the end of his life was not as good as it should have been or could have been. I think now they've started to figure things out and get some stability. Look at the reorganization of the actual uh, divvied up of the franchise. Right, yeah. Amy Adams, Strunk, and Kenneth have taken the lead of the franchise, where Amy's sister got out. Essentially, Tommy Smith's wife. They, that 33.333 percentage, they got out because they no longer wanted to be associated with it for reasons of their own. Mm -hmm. And so I I think things started to write itself. And then I go back to the KSA. KSA is the conglomeration. They deal in oil, people. Check your gas prices. Yeah. This is, 
This is the time to sell some of your assets. It literally is. It's the perfect time because we, I don't, I don't expect gas prices to stay at 450 forever. Just like, I don't think interest rates will stay at 5% to 8%. I, I think it fluctuates. Yeah. This, the timing, sometimes you get lucky, right? Sometimes COVID works out better for you. Sometimes it works out worse. Who knows, right? So I, I think this is the perfect time where they will not be strapped for cash and they will continue to push their their foot down on the gas. And here's the last thing I'll say. Because they have the management right. John Robinson has the stability and he's proven that he is a damn good general manager of this football team. That's when you make these moves. And, and I'll have go, the I'll, stability. And I'll say above John Robinson with Burke Nihill and some of the other front office people, I think the Titans have a lot of the right people in those spots to be successful. That they and, didn't and, have in 2013. Yeah, and Amy Adams Strunk deserves a lot of credit for doing this. And she spent a lot of money over the last few years on the facility uh, renovations and upgrades and all that. But again, I just I found it interesting. Does the stadium... Does the stadium build impact the football cash flow? I don't know, but it's a question that we're going to see play out over the next several years once they, you know, start working on this stadium. So that that's kind of all I wanted to bring out. I want to put a comment. Lumen says COVID works out better for you, huh? Yeah, cleaning companies, uh, mask producers, logistics companies that help facilitate those type of things. There are a percentage of people in this world that Jimmy got services. loaded, <laughs> loaded yeah. because of the pandemic for two years. Home I renovations, the majority, huh? Home renovations, home improvement. I mean, there's so there's so many industries who thrived while other industries crashed. Yes, and that that and, happens with any type of uh, war or any type of massive thing that happens within the world. I mean, it's just a catastrophe. Let's just call it that. Yes. Yes. Amazon. You don't, you don't get to say <laughs> catastrophe that often. You don't really say uh, Amazon, right? Zoom. Zoom. Zoom was huge. Now, we were a Zoom company before, but, you know, anyway. Uh, all right. It is eSports here live on uh, this Wednesday. Let's go ahead and get to our Wednesday staple, which is throwing shade. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up with a great deal. Check out the inventory for your perfect make and model. Maybe it's the Palisade. Maybe it's the electric car, the Ionic. You talk about saving money. It's not a Tesla, but you know what it is? It is reliable, it's fuel efficient, and it costs less. That You can't beat that from the Ionic. They have engineered the Ionic to be awesome. Test drive that bad boy today. Or the Sonata that I own. That's why I love my Hyundai. You can be a Hyundai owner at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Download the BetMGM app. It's simple, guys. Use the code ATOZ Sports when you download the app. That's ATOZ Sports. You put in your first deposit and your first bet is risk free up to $1,000. The great way to jump in here with code ATOZ Sports. Time to throw some shade. <laughs> All right, Zach, you mentioned you have different shade than what you teased yesterday. Uh, my shade, as we see more shades come in uh, to uh, the chat here and, and to answer Assad's question, uh, yes, his name really is Payne Bone from Wilson County Hyundai. Uh, he's a really good dude, so go check out uh, Wilson County Hyundai and go see Payne Bone and tell him that A to Z uh, sent you. So, uh, Brent! Shade on Jack Gentry, who on Friday guaranteed Vandy would win the baseball series against Tennessee, and Tennessee swept that <laughs> ass. Yeah, Jack's had a rough couple of weekends because Jack is probably the only combo Ole Miss Vandy fan I've ever met and probably will ever meet because Jack loves both. Grew up a Vandy fan, went to Ole Miss, and back-to-back, his hatred for the Vols just got stronger because he went 0 for 6 <laughs> against the Vols in back-to-back weekends. So uh, T's and P's out there for Jack Gentry's favorite baseball teams. Yeah, that uh, tough. Look, Tennessee, 
they can swing the bats and they got good pitching. I they're this is going to be a big year for their college world series push to see if they can make it into that championship game. Like Vandy has done a lot more, but look, yeah. they got good coaching. They, they Tennessee was the laughing stock of college baseball for a very, very long time. But now that they got that coach, uh, they he's improved them. Uh, bar none. They got to hold on to him for the long term. Every year you're going to have that. Oh, is he going to go to LSU, Florida, Cal yeah. State, Fullerton, all the big names? You know, he signed a big deal, and then it seems like every other media obligation that or media interview that Tony V has, uh, he brings up the new upgrades to the facilities <laughs> because that's you know he's making sure that nobody forgets that at Tennessee. Uh, Jeff uh, says shade on Florida. It was 83. And 70% humidity at 8.30 last night was sweating. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, it's hot, I guess, in some places. It is not hot right now in Nashville. Kind of chilly out there. Um, Zach, my shade today is about, is on uh, people who follow us and that comment on our content. And then when we comment back to their comment, they turn around and call us sensitive or uh, insecure or whatever. So the point of social media and the point of leaving comments is to have a conversation with more comments. Is it not? And so I just find it funny when us, a media company post content that have comments galore. If we don't respond to comments, then we're ignoring our fan base. But as soon as we start to respond to comments, it's all oh, you're being sensitive and insecure and feel like you need to respond to people's comments. So pick one. I mean, do you want us to, do you want the back and forth or do you not want the back and do forth? Do you have an example of that? Uh, yeah, there was um, a guy um, over the weekend who responded to an article of like, yeah, great way to, to make me click on the article. Uh, it seems like you're real desperate for clicks. And I responded and I said, one, we're not desperate from clicks. We're doing okay with it. And uh, two, yeah, thanks for reading the article. <laughs> and then he responded back and was like, oh man, somebody's somebody's so insecure and sensitive about, about their website. And then guess what? Dude deleted his tweet real quick uh, before I had a chance to really go out. Oh, he so, deleted. Uh, well, yeah. so the shade is on the deleted tweet. Yeah. You hack. If you delete your tweet after throwing shade, because this is what it is, that is on you. That That is, that's the worst. Yeah, but it's like, if you're going to call somebody out. Say what you mean and mean what you say. You, it is you have to, the words I live by. Yeah. Don't if, back down. Don't. If, yeah. I, that's why I would be a terrible uh, NFL wide receiver, because I tell the PR team to go kick bricks. I'm not taking it down. Like, <laughs> that. that is. You, the internet is a terrible place <laughs> it, and it always has been. And it always will be, but with people shying away when they get called out, it's just like, again, people call me a male Karen because I'll call your ass out in person. I don't give a damn. But when that usually happens, then they kind of coy back. They hide behind their avatar and their phone yep. and, but don't delete, don't delete. Yeah. Um, Nick says, you guys ignore a lot of my comments and I understand, although I've got great takes and funny jokes, Nick, uh, we don't mean to, we don't, we don't purposely ignore any individual's comments. Sometimes we do it to Jeff because it gets on his nerves and we know that, uh, but just to kind of poke at him, but no, we don't, we don't ignore people's comments. Uh, no, either. there is we, no vendetta. No, we just anybody. have a lot of comments right in front of our faces and they scroll every new comment. They keep scrolling up and up and up and up. Look, I've, I've cussed out Bobby Dingman every way since Sunday. I, I don't care. I'll, I'll, I like Bobby. I don't have a problem with Bobby. It, it, it's, it's a fluid conversation. I do the same thing to Austin. I'll yell at him. He'll yell at me. It's, it's on to the next show. So there's no vendetta with the chat and there, I mean, there's organization of the show, right? If we just sat here and that is something that we do not do because that's old radio where you're just like, all right, guys, what you guys won't talk about, um, go ahead and start commenting. We're going to talk some sports today. Up. Uh, let's what, see. What back and forth. Steven radio? Harris says back and forth. That's just not the show. 
So <laughs> you can go on AM radio if you want to hear that. Yeah. A- I don't even know what city you're in uh, with that uh, impression. All right. So Zach, what is your shade? Um, quick thing. Uh, Assad says shade on myself for not finding out if Zach uh, ever followed up with the parking lot issue. I did follow up and the sign was changed. So I had evidence. So a change did happen. Um, so thank you, Assad, for that. And anybody else who knew about the parking lot incident uh, when I, we got booted uh, because the signage signage was changed. So actually, Orlando got my shade early on. And this is a tough pill to swallow for me today, Austin, because I'm going to throw shade at my favorite sports figure. Yeah, he is my favorite player, has been my favorite player for a very, 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 very long time, and that is LeBron James. I've gone to multiple finals games down in Miami. I've watched countless number of his games, but I have to throw shade on LeBron James. LeBron James started this season as he organized this group, and I watched them avidly. I did. I am a LeBron fan. I'm going to watch whatever. If he played for the Orlando Magic, uh, I'll see you in Disney, down there with Jeff. But <laughs> Thank God he doesn't. He plays for the Los Angeles Lakers. And at the beginning of the season, they got Russell Westbrook. That was their team. That was their big three. Now, they got rid of Caruso and uh, a bunch of other good role players to make and facilitate this $40 million deal for Russell Westbrook. Give me a break. I, I don't like Russell Westbrook. I never liked Russell Westbrook. Even before they traded for him, I was like, this is a bad move. This is LeBron's tweet before the season. Keep talking about my squad, our personal ages, our personnel ages. The way he plays, he stays injured. We're past our time in this league, et cetera, et cetera. Do me a favor, please, and I mean please, keep that same narrative energy when it begins. That's all I ask. Thank you. That's not anything new of what LeBron says, right? He no. he wants the hate. So I, I don't hate on him for doing that. But – Actions speak louder than words, and the proof is in the pudding. And the proof is the Lakers, which they've extended the ability to make the playoffs in the NBA, are not making the playoffs. Uh, (laughs) That is the scenario, and this picture says everything you need to know. Besides Anthony Davis not being in street clothes, this says it all. How many Shade pairs on the Los Angeles Lakers? How many pairs of socks is Anthony Davis wearing? In that well, picture? he's trying to protect his bum ass ankles. I mean, that's truly what he's trying to do. Oh. This has been a putrid job. And you know what this is? This is LeBron James. And I'll actually give credit to Colin Coward because he did call him out. And I actually agree with this. LeBron James did the prototypical, I've made my money. I care less. And he brought the two players, and I will say this, the two players that I have despised as NBA players over the last 20 years, 15 years, have been Carmelo Anthony, that ball hog, selfish, you know what, and Russell Westbrook, that ball hog, selfish, you know what. They have done that to themselves. And you try to pair both of those guys because you're buddy-buddy with them, want to win. You know who would have been a much better fit? DeMar DeRozan. Because that guy got traded from the Raptors for Kawhi Leonard, had to be exiled to San Antonio when Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker weren't there. And he had to go through those tough years. And now he has had, I would say, a top 10 NBA player performance all season for the Chicago Bulls. Now, it hasn't worked out as as well because Alonzo's been hurt. But shade on the Los Angeles Lakers and, in particular, LeBron James for thinking that Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony were going to get you where you wanted to go when the Phoenix Suns and all of the other players in the West, like the Grizzlies getting younger, not older, I'm rooting for the Grizzlies, uh, the Mavs with Luka and A to Z Sports Dallas. I'm rooting for Luka. There's too much competition. The Jazz, I didn't even mention them. Shade on LeBron James and the Lakers. Man, that felt good. I, that... I don't get to talk about that side of my life, which is a big portion of my life. I watch NBA basketball more than you will ever know. Man, that felt good. Thank you. LeBron James got his money and didn't care. That's what, is that what Colin it, it, said? Yeah. He, he, he got older and he just said, 
I want to play my boys. I care less about winning. And that's a terrible way to end a historic career. He, I mean, it's LeBron and MJ. MJ's number one, in my opinion, but. Because my response to that is MJ would never. Michael Jordan would never. Michael Jordan would never say, I got my money. I don't care. Michael Jordan says, I got more money. Now I'm going to go care about more things. But, you know, LeBron lived a different life in a different era, right? So LeBron played for multiple teams. He had the limelight in Miami. He went back to Cleveland. And now he's in L.A. And L.A. is a terrible place. It's just a different, it's just a different mindset, Zach. It's not, it's not era. It's mindset. Michael Jordan still beating people's ass and everything. But your, your, your mindset is influenced by your surroundings. That's what I'm saying. I mean, LeBron grew up where he didn't have a lot. In oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about within his NBA career, his surroundings of, you know, MJ never played for the Miami heat and was driving Lamborghinis on South beach. He never had multiple movie offers, right? He, this is LeBron is the King in that sense. And I think that influence unfortunately negatively impacted LeBron's latter end of his career. And he's look, he stole, uh, he earned, but he essentially stole a championship in the bubble, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Which somebody, somebody in the comments said that if you take the bubble away, the bubble title away, then, then it's been a disaster in LA. Yeah. You can't uh, Mikey, Mikey says, cause the stoppage before the bubble got Anthony Davis healthy. And that's what, the Lakers need, they need to play about 15 games instead of 70 plus for Anthony Davis, Davis's sake. Right. All right. We got to run A to Z sports. Great show on this Wednesday. Good throwing shade. Good conversation about AJ Brown and what his contract might be worth uh, moving forward with Stefan Diggs and getting a big deal. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning on a Thursday. I've got a Titans draft topic ready to go. We were going to do it today, but the AJ Brown, Stefan Diggs stuff popped up. So we are uh, uh, audible there, but we're going to have a great show tomorrow morning. Don't forget Buck Rising, A to Z Sports Primetime tonight, 8 p.m. Central Time for that, for that. And the A to Z Sports Podcast Network, new content out just about every day of the week. So go check that out wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. They've got you there. A to Z Sports Podcast Network. And we'll see you guys later on. Have a good Wednesday. Adios.